Hello, everybody. Welcome to Generation H. We got Daryl in the house. We got Dilly in the house, and we got Carlos in the house. And today we are going to be talking about property management. <laughs> so we all, so we all own a few properties. We've all had some horror stories. We all, you know, we all have had some good stories too. We all. Had good, good amount of experience with the property. <laughs> We've all had good experience, or an experience at least, with property management. We all have a good bunch of units under our belt, so we're kind of going to explain our ways in how we manage our properties because we all do it a little bit different ways than yeah, each yeah. other. Um, I use a virtual assistant. Uh, Daryl's starting to use a property manager, but also still managing himself. And Carlos is starting to incorporate an in-house property manager and also working uh, with his wife, Ro, to manage his own properties. But basically, uh, so for property management-wise, what would you say are some key points when screening a possible tenant? What do you guys look for uh, income-wise, credit-wise, anything like that? So like you talking about like if we're doing it ourselves? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many. I mean, you got to take everything into effect now yeah. because... You could have a, with COVID and everything, you could have a job, and then 30 days later, you don't have a job after you're done screening, so yeah. you I mean, really have to do a to that, I, check. I, I've screened people that made plenty of money, because usually yeah. my requirement for income is three and a half times, right? So okay. if they make three and a half times or more, it's an automatic yes for the income part, right? Okay. right? There's One credit, section. there's a bunch of other things too, but for the income, that's good. I've had people that had... I think it was more like six times the income, but then six months later, they all of a sudden didn't have a job and then they didn't pay rent for another four months. Uh, so, and we didn't only, like that wasn't the only strong part for him, but life just started falling apart. But like that can happen, I feel like for anybody. So do you look for certain jobs that are more likely that they're going to keep such, such as like government jobs or maybe like medical jobs where they can't really get fired from or it's harder to get fired from? No. So I don't in particular because I have to be worried about fair housing and I think right. we're all worried about fair housing, right? So um, I'm not looking at that. I'm just looking to make sure that they check off certain boxes in my requirement. Yeah. So uh, in Richmond, I think it's 640 is our credit score? 640. 60, something like that. Rocio knows better, but it's like 660, say, for example, the credit score that needs to be met. Anything higher than that, great. You're pretty much approved on that part. You need to make three and a half times the income for rent. So, okay. for example, on that, so for the people doing that. 1500 a month. Yeah, so like $1,000, just to make it easy, is $1,000 uh, of rent, you need to be making $3,500 gross. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So if you make fifteen dollars an hour, you multiply that times however many hours. If you make four thousand dollars gross before taxes a month, then you qualify Good for the job. house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have that. We have credit score. We have. Uh, we do verify like previous uh, landlords. That's always a tricky one, right? Because like, I can give a new landlord your phone number, and you can just pretend. Yeah. Right? Exactly. But I'm always looking to make sure that. I don't know. I do a little bit more background. I'm, I like private investigate the whole situation. <laughs> like yeah. I'm usually looking like who owns that phone number. Can I find out who owns that house through, you know, uh, city records? Yeah. Does that connect? I mean, I'm usually looking into a little bit more, especially if like it's a little it's a little shaky. Um, so it's that. So a little trick that you can use in that situation is 
you call that number and ask, hey, I'm wanting to rent one of your properties. Because if they oh, gave a random number, they'll be like, I don't have any properties. Ah, uh, it's like a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, that's a little trick or treat. Little, little, trade. little life hack. Little life hack. So, how about you, Daryl? Do you look kind of similar to Carlos or yeah, anything very changes? very similar. I think one thing I've started to do that I learned in this class we took just recently is to go to that house that they're staying in now to kind of see how they live. Yeah. I haven't actually got to do that yet, but say. I have one coming up that I'm planning on doing yeah. that. And go check out where they live and see how they live and see if that qualifies. Because, of course, if they're living like trash, guess what? They're probably going to trash your house. Yeah. So if they're living a clean lifestyle in the house that they're currently living, then probably they're going to take care of your house. Yeah. So I, yeah. I haven't implemented it yet, but that's kind of a new strategy that I heard at one of our meetings to where I'm going to try and implement it. Now. Yeah, I've heard that too. And I've heard... Yeah. Some people even do that. So there's a doctor something in bigger pockets, but he does that with Section Eight tenants. Ooh, I like that. So like, yeah, I know. So so he goes and he checks those before he gives them. But he also gives them like a fully renovated, beautiful like DC home. But it's fair. He wants to. He wants to ensure that it's going to be nice. According to him, he he tries to find the Nordstrom version. Yeah. Of the Section Eight tenants, right? So somebody who's going to be okay with people walking through. Somebody who's going to like go through I don't want to call it hazing but like going through his process which is pretty extensive yeah fill out this this is a questionnaire and then eventually you fill out the application so like a good person is going to go all the way through with everything yes what yeah. about you? What do you, what do you what do you do so similar to you we look for three times income 620 plus credit score but we also look at their debt and all their collections because I mean, they can have a decent credit score, but they have like 40000 in medical bills, 40000 in student loans that they're paying a lot of money on as well. So you got to make sure that income can surpass their God. monthly payments for that large amount of debt yeah. on top of the rent. Yeah. So it is something that, that, to factor in a little, that we factor in a little bit if there's a bunch of uh, uh, debt on, on, their, on their record. Yeah. Especially big. Sometimes they're like 100000 like lawyer fees or whatever. Yeah. Now, did um, you did you teach your virtual assistant how to vet these tenants? Yeah. So, uh, first off, I, I I have a virtual assistant that does the vetting for me. He's in India, um, and he actually receives all the phone calls from all the tenants. Nice. And yeah, so I taught him how to do all that. Um, so now he receives the tenant phone calls. He does the application all online. He does the showings all virtual. So not virtual showings, but he gives them a lockbox code, electronic lockbox and the tenant goes in. And so basically I'm completely out of it to that point. Once the application comes in, yeah, he looks at it. And if he thinks they're a good tenant, he, he then calls me and says, hey, this is a pretty good application. I log on my computer, look at it, and I say, and I say, if it's not that bad, then I'll say, yeah, sure. But if it is kind of shaky, I, he'll, he'll ask for two months rent deposit. Okay, and so, so, so you're, oh, no, no. Before, you, before you review <clears throat> it, he gives them the code to go check out the house? Before, yeah, exactly. But he gets their ID. Okay, so he does get an ID. He gets okay. a picture of their ID, and then they give him a lockbox code. Okay. We tell him we change the lockbox every night. We we don't, but we tell him that. <laughs> so, if you, so if you're a potential tenant, it's the same code. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they go in with their ID, and then we haven't had any problems left yeah. yet. It's has saved me a ton of time not going and showing yeah. and everything. So one thing that we started to do. Uh, for the first house ever is that we'll have we'll be super aggressive and have people apply 
Yes. And we'll run their credit, yeah. we'll run their background, we'll run everything. So apply before they see. Before you even see the house. Yes. Dude, we, that's crazy. We thoroughly vet them. And, I mean, we probably vetted like four people. Before and they saw it. Before they even saw the so house. they paid an application fee. Everything. We ran their credit before we... And, mind you, some of them were very resistant about it, but we had to put them at ease and talk to them. Yeah. Like, we come correct, so like, we don't have any issues doing that, right? So, but three people like vetted themselves out because credit, they didn't want whatever, to pay the they didn't want to do it, yeah, whatever. All that stuff. And then just one person got left, but that one person, like I was saying before, with through the whole process, was correct. And then they, now they have that house. So the That's three true. people that you denied pre looking at the house, you, they didn't even see the house then. They didn't see the house. Okay. No they didn't way. see the house. But they qualified for income, but they didn't qualify for credit, or they qualified credit and income, but they had something on their background where they were like a felon or something like that. So there are some requirements for us. Yeah. Where yeah. if you're a felon, it has to be a violent felony. Okay. Right. So, Same with me. Yeah. So, well, weed. That's fine. No, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, we just don't want any of our maintenance people coming in. Of course. And there's a possibility that you're going to trigger them, and then yeah. all of a sudden they're going to like flip out. Blow up. Yeah. 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 So like yeah, so that's that's something that we get worried about. But that's cool. That's that's I mean that's 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 smart, but you have to have a threshold. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. be like, here's my VA and they're gonna take care of but th- because that is super time consuming. Oh very to like show it. Yes. Oh my god. That's probably the most time consuming part. Yeah. So in the future are you gonna go that route where they pre apply and then you have to accept them and then they have to look at it and want it? I think I think we're only doing that now because the market is so, so crazy, hot. so yeah. hot with tenants yeah. that people are like desperate to find a place, and that that way you kind of weed out the ones that aren't so hot, and you can you can pick yeah. the best of the tenants. Interesting, but I don't know. I mean, it weeds out the not so serious ones because uh-huh. they're not going to pay that twenty five dollar or whatever your application fee yeah. is, and to run all that information before they even see the property. Honestly, I probably wouldn't. So I probably saying, wouldn't either. <laughs> but that'd be weeding out a good tenant then, because you would be a good tenant, it's, right? It's true. Correct. Yeah. But but it, it it also sets the stage for how malleable you are as a tenant, right? So like if I put certain uh, certain demands on you and you do them, like you living in my house, we can have an agreement because yes, you obviously are going to follow my directions. Yes. Right. Like this is what I need from you. This are is you what I comply? expect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna do it, right? So it does kind of set the tone. So that tenant, they like the house and they're just moved in. They didn't ask any. They like the house. They did ask for for us to put a shed, like a small little like shed, yep. so that they can put uh, a lawnmower. But we're gonna put that in. We're collecting first month's rent. They already gave a security deposit, but first month's rent on Friday, and they're moving in. Nice. Yeah. Now, what if they come in and they said they didn't like the property? No, they've already seen it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now they've already seen it. Once they've submitted everything, yep. Then we cool. go and meet them at the property. They go through. And I think we give them like a day or two to consider it, and then we co- and then we meet them again, security deposit, and we're done. Nice. Now, would you put them kind of in your files if, say, they went out there and they didn't like that house, it didn't meet their needs? Would you throw them as a good tenant in your file for your next house coming up, and then you can kind of do it that uh, way? Or? Maybe, but I mean, I'm. I also don't like the idea of like pursuing tenants. Correct. I'd yeah, rather a tenant pursue me, right? As a landlord, I'd rather be known as. The the landlord that has good properties who manages his properties well yeah and things are always fixed and repaired go to this time. guy yeah and people come to me then like 
do you want to live in my house? Do you want to live in my house? Because, again, yeah. you're kind of putting yourself in a submissive position. Yeah. But to Daryl's point, if you had another house available, you would let them see that one. Yeah, yeah. So, if okay. I had two yeah. houses available, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, if I, so your question, to answer your question, yes. If I had two houses available, and, and I have had that happen, but it was never a, you applied and everything was right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, if they don't like the house, they're just shit out of their... Uh, Thirty. <laughs> They're trapped out of their uh, application fee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It's a it's a risk. That's right? the cost of doing I mean, you re- you really need a place to stay, yeah. and we're gonna provide you with good service if you like it. Great. We did video walkthroughs. We did our pictures. We did plenty of pictures, you. and we sent them to all to the person. They got back. They got backyard. They got sides. They got street views. They got all that. So you're not being surprised. We're not trying to hide anything from you. Everything is on the table. So if you're going to submit an application, an apartment complex, you go on the apartment complex website, the website. You go and apply. That doesn't mean you're getting an apartment this month or next month. Yeah, it's when the next availability is. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. you're waiting for someone to move out for you to move right back. Yeah, in. yeah. And yeah. a lot of times they don't even let you really pick which ones you want. They're just kind of like, look, you want a two bed, one bath, or a three bed, one yeah. bath, and you don't pick the layout, even yeah. though all of them have different layouts. Yeah. You don't get to pick. Yeah. Whichever one so, comes available, first yeah. come, first serve. Yeah. So what are you, what are you guys doing for uh, maintenance? Like, are you guys keeping a separate maintenance account? Are you guys like withholding some of that rent that comes yeah. in and just like, like? So wait, you're talking about like after they moved after out? they moved in? No, like oh, okay. So not in. even a turn. Okay, right? gotcha. not even a turn, but like. For capital expenditures, HVAC roofs, yeah, expenditures, filters, like anything. How are you guys managing that? So I typically put ten percent of whatever the rent is into a separate account, waiting for that stuff to happen because it's bound to happen eventually. And then if it does, I'm fixing it as it comes. Usually with all of my rentals, I fix everything before I put you in there. So everything from the roof, the windows, the doors, the HVAC, all that's practically brand new unless you're getting one of my turnovers in the next year two years so forth when i buy that house i'm fixing everything everything so that way i don't have that for 10 years is what i'm hoping you have all that 10 percent in the same account for every single house that you own correct so So i have have one account i have well a checking and a savings for that one account and i'll throw all of that for that one house for that one house savings for that one house and i'll throw that 10 percent in the savings account just saving it for a rainy day fund and then the other i'll transfer into my cash flow account okay for each house and then pay the mortgage all of that as well so you have depending on how many units you have you have that many bank accounts correct yeah and now i've started to because you, you can have that many bank accounts in the same LLC. So you can just have two checking accounts with the same LLC. We got a snake. Do it. Yeah, you can have as many bank accounts as you want within that LLC. Yeah. But so you're I'll, just have bank it, I'll have one for each account. It just helps me keep everything separate. So that mortgage comes out of that account and then another mortgage comes out of this account. Yeah. So I'm not co-mingling everything and then it... It helps me keep a better spreadsheet so I yeah, can yeah, keep yeah, a little yeah. more organized. Yeah. Certain people, they'll just have it all going to one. Yeah. All the money comes out, and then whatever they're left with is their cash flow. Yeah. I yeah. like to know individual cash flow. Yeah. So for me, I'm that certain person that commingles like, all my <laughs> funds into one. I just make sure I have about nine months of mortgage reserves for all my properties. So if I have like a total of $5,000 that I have to pay yeah. in mortgages, I, I try to make sure I have 40 or I guess forty-five thousand nine yeah. times five. 
okay. in a bank account, whether that be, but all in the same bank account. The profit and losses, I just track with QuickBooks, my accounting, so yeah. I don't really okay. care to keep it separate. Yeah. So I have, I'm that also that certain person, so I commingle all my accounts. Gotcha. And then I have a separate Excel where I have all my P&Ls of every single individual house. Oh, okay. So anything that gets expensed, so I see my income, so I have... Like I'll plug in all my uh, rental income for each individual house, all of that comes together so I know how much that sum is. And then I'll have, again, for each individual house, all of my expenses. Gotcha. And I break it down to interest, to uh, principal pay down, to escrow, to repairs and maintenance, to lawn care, like everything gets broken down. Mm -hmm. And then it gives me the grand total of what my expense, expense was for that house. And then whatever my net cash flow was at the very bottom. That's cool. And then all of that gets added up. So then I yeah, see yeah. what my cash flow is. So it's really easy at a glance, I can look to see what my 2021 cash flow was for each individual house, what my expenses were, what my maintenance cost was for each individual house. That's cool. And then it all kind of comes together for my income as a whole, for my expenses as a whole, for yeah. my lawn care, for everything as a whole for 2021. So I, I bring all of that to like page one, sheet one gotcha. of my Excel. So I don't do it on Excel. I, I have my accountant just kind of like review yeah. and I send them all those for every single yeah. house so that they have it. Yeah. Because yeah, like when you're filling out your, or when they're filling out your return, they do kind of break down. Right. Like all what of all those yeah. expenses are. Marketing, maintenance. It's like every page, like, yeah. Every, for every single yeah. house. So I just kind of like pre-do that for her. Yeah, me too. That's how I send it and then they just literally take it and plug it into and just the plug tax in. return. Yeah. But I like to do that because then I can see each yeah. individual yeah. month. Know your, each know your numbers. Month, each yeah. individual year, each individual everything. And some of them don't do so well, some of them do. No. But like, that's just how I keep it. But it's because that's because that's how we, we property manage in-house yes. fully. Right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it helps you easily keep everything under one yeah. umbrella and keep everything organized and <clears throat> everything like that. Yeah. Now, how are you accepting payments? How are y'all accepting like your rent payments per month? Certain ways or different ways or? Uh, yeah. yeah, so we use Cozy. It's three different kinds. Yeah, so Cozy doesn't exist anymore. Right. Now it's apartments.com. Yeah. yeah. Because Cozy got bought out by CoStar, and CoStar owns Apartments.com. Apartments. So, like, everything got swished into Apartments.com. It's pretty easy, and it's free. Yeah. So, I would nice. say that for a new yeah. investor, that's easy. just do that. Apartments.com, quick, quick, easy. You can upload pictures. It'll put things on Facebook. It'll put, uh, not Facebook. It'll put things on Zillow. Put things in nice. different places so you can, like, promote it. All right, so we did that. But then uh, we're trying to transition everything over. I don't know why we have... I think we have Cozy because some of those are like under our personal name. Okay. So all everything under our business is under Buildium. Okay, under Buildium. Yeah. And you bill everything through Buildium? Everything is through Direct Buildium. deposit it straight into your... Everything. So everything okay. is through Buildium. We have whatever accounts we want them to go to. Yep. And then Buildium just collects and they deposit into our accounts. Okay. Anything that we want to up bill because of lawn care, because of something that they ruined that I need to back bill. Yep. Like I can just add it to Buildium and it's so much more professional. They nice. can put in their maintenance request. They can it's it's almost like a yardie. It's almost like a like a like a like a proper property management company. But nice. it's I think we pay like a hundred bucks a month or something okay. to like keep everything professional in one place. Nice. And then we also do uh cash I mean, Yeah we <laughs> 
<laughs> you do cash out? It's not cash out, but we do we do Venmo, sell. Before we used to do checks and uh, money yeah. orders, but so now you don't they do, do any sell. more checks or money orders. No, they do sell now, so I don't okay. have to, I don't go down anymore. Nice. Yeah. So you don't have to go pick. Dude, it took a while because I because I do have a couple properties. Two, three. Three properties that are in Maryland. So it's like two hours away. Yeah. And I was, for one of my tenants, I was still making that trip on a monthly oh. basis to go collect rent. <laughs> but now, his excuse was, I, I, I like seeing the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was an excuse. I was like, my, I was like, my parents live close by. <laughs> no, but we, we, transferred over. <laughs> we, tra- we transferred over. Like, yeah, I was like a hundred bucks to get down there, man. <laughs> no, no, no. So now we sell it. Now we sell it. Uh, cool. But yeah, so that's how we collect. How are you uh, for me, I use Buildium as well. Buildium. And it's cool because you can pay, print out these barcodes. I don't know if you do know this, but you can print out these barcodes where it's called a Panier Me. Mm-hmm. But they can go to 7-Eleven. Oh, Assuming right. they don't have online payments or something, whatever. <clears throat> uh, most of my tenants do now, but they go to 7-Eleven, give the clerk like 600 cash. The clerk scans the barcode and wow. it goes into your account. That's yeah. cool. So it's at like four places, like Family Dollar, 7-Eleven. It's more for the lower income areas. Oh, right. yeah. If they don't have like a bank account or online access, yeah. we, we do that. That's oh, cool. That's what about you? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm completely different from both of you guys. I do deposit cards. So what that is, is like you can set it up. Most banks have it. I use Wells Fargo. Yeah. And you actually give the tenant a deposit card. Each tenant has their own little deposit card. It looks like a debit card. And they go to any branch or any ATM, Wells Fargo ATM or branch, swipe their card, put in a check or cash, and it goes straight into my account. All right. So when you go to the bank and you ask for that, how are you, yes. you're, you're asking for a... A deposit card. Deposit card. I yes. need... 15 deposit cards. I need four deposit cards. I need one and for this. And it has this. your name on it? Which no, bank? No, so it doesn't have any of my information at all. No. All it has. Or the tenants? It no. has the address, and then it says tenant on it, and that's it. The tenant's and, name, so you know which tenant it's coming from, right? Uh, so no, so all the cards have certain numbers, uh-huh. and the four numbers in uh-huh. the deposit card is what pops up into my account, and each one of mine are set up on different bank accounts. So yeah. when so you, you deposit know. You know. for Mauer Lane, it goes into the Mauer Lane account. Right. I don't have to guess who deposited that into there. So, and it allows them to pay at different times of the month. So a lot of some of my tenants want to pay twice a month. So it allows them to put in half of it on the 15th, the other half on the 30th. And then for some, they do it weekly. Every week they get a check, they go put $200 in or $300 in, and it allows them to pay periodically through the month. So it makes it easier on them. And what and bank is this? Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Oh, Wells Fargo. Yeah. yeah. And all of them have deposit cards to where they just go in and deposit their yeah. cash or check every single time. And they can actually set it up on direct bill pay to my account as well. So they'll set, set up direct bill pay on their from their bank and it'll come straight into my account every time through that deposit card. Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. So it's a little more work. I think the bigger I scale, I'll probably have to switch yeah. to something like what yeah. y'all are using. It might be easier. But when I first started, this was kind of an easy transition yeah. for me going from no rental properties yeah. to having rental properties. It was easy. Now, as I've grown, it's gotten a little more complicated, but yeah, yeah. it still works as of right now. I'll probably be switching here soon, yeah. but... Wow. Yeah, the Buildium one, I mean, it's not only Buildium. There's uh, Appfolio. Oh, there's, there's a bunch There's a couple of, of others yeah. that are pretty good. 
I wouldn't get that Buildium or any of those until you have at least like 15 to 20 units. And so that's the reason I didn't get Buildium is I didn't have that many units. When I first started, I had six units. So the deposit cards work perfect. And the cool thing is you can set their telephone number, the last four of their telephone, as their pin. So they never forget their card number or any of that. And bam, you go to the ATM, you swipe your card, put your pin, here's your $400, go straight into my account. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. All right, so before we wrap this up, I'm going to put the boys on the spot. One tip for any new property manager or someone rental properties if they're just getting started. Uh, I would say get your systems in order. You don't have to perfect them, but get them in order to where it makes your transition from zero rentals to one rental a little easier and have something, you don't have to have Buildium or any of that set up, but just have an easier way to where you don't have to be fully involved because your goal for a rental property is to not be involved. Mailbox yeah. money. I want to make money yeah. while I sleep. So have a little system set up and listen to a couple videos and they can get you set up from zero to one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, uh, be thorough and consistent with your vetting. Yes. Yeah. Like don't, don't get, and we've all been offered cash yeah. all the time. We've all been offered yeah. cash. We'll have a property on the market. I got six months around. cash up front right now. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, and then you get all glossy eyed because they're going to give you $7,500 yes. for six months. Yeah. And it's like, and you start figuring out ways on how to spend it, right? <laughs> but like, that's really scary because you don't know where that money's coming from. That's probably a one-time payout for something that they've done, a paycheck, whatever. Yeah. And then they're just going to coast. So I'd be really weary about anybody that's too aggressive yeah, about finding a place. Yeah. Like last minute tenants, too aggressive in all cash are recipes. Those are flags for something's going on. They're probably being evicted. They're probably getting kicked out. Uh, they got some sort of last time cash out, payout, whatever. And now they're just like looking to settle in and then just squat somewhere. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, I would say uh, be strict on your tenants. If you give them an inch, they'll they'll take a mile. So yeah. if they're late on rent, you know, charge that late fee. Otherwise, they're gonna get used to just being on late on rent every time. Yep. Or if they ask for a huge upgrade to the property and you do it, they're gonna keep asking every month for another huge upgrade. And I'm, I've yeah. noticed that too. And, yeah. and then it's just like we can't do this. And then they get really pissed off. Yeah. And it's just just be careful how you treat them and make sure you're sturdy on your rules from the beginning yeah nice. all right well that's it don't forget hit that subscribe button hit that like button just a tap gentle tap gentle just tap like... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but anyways that's how we do it generation x <laughs>